Hello, Michael here with a quick disclaimer. The episode that you are about to listen to was originally recorded as a live event, meaning that it was recorded and streamed over our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the RPG Academy, or broadcast as a live event or recorded as a live event for our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the RPG Academy. Hopefully you will understand why the audio quality of this episode is not quite up to the same standards you have come to appreciate and expect from our show. And on the off chance that when you listen to this episode, you don't really notice a difference between this episode and a regular episode, don't say anything, because that will make me cry. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the RPG Academy Podcast. Uh, we are here today to do a trial of the system Hollow Earth Expedition, or HEX as it is more commonly known. Our guest GM for tonight is the wonderful Angela from the Fanable Podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you for uh, agreeing to do this. It's a, it's a game, I actually, there was a Kickstarter a little while ago for like when the Mars version came out, that yeah. I backed at the level to get every book that's ever been made for this. And I've never played it, so I'm I'm happy to justify that purchase. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's a lot of uh, so much fun. Uh, I am definitely an evangelist for this system. Uh, I have been let's see, it's probably been about five years since I first picked it up. Five or six, can't keep track anymore. It's been a while, but I really love it. It's a lot of fun. And for our players for this evening, we have brought some of our RPG Academy Network members to us. So. To my left on my screen is Michael. You want to introduce yourself, sir? Yes, Michael from the Redemption Podcast on the RPG Academy Network. Uh, I play the character Tazi on that show, and today I'll be playing the local guide. All right, and below him on my screen is Chris. Hey, this is Chris. Uh, I'm the Game Master for the Redemption Podcast, and today I'm going to be playing uh, the Professor, Dr. Stefan Logan. Oh, so nice. you got a, you have a name already? Dang it. See, this worked out perfectly. I didn't mention mine at all. Michael just mentioned his character class. Chris has a class and a name, so Taylor's just going to start role-playing. The pressure's on now. <laughs> all right, Taylor. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, so I'm going to just introduce myself and jump the gun on that one. Uh, this is Taylor. I am the host of Game Closet on the RPG Academy Network and the guy who runs Riverhouse Games, which is everything else that I do. Yeah, it's fun to be here. This is my first trial and also the first time playing Hex, so I'm excited for this. Um, I'm playing the big game hunter. I'm not sure that I have a name yet. I, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> well, I, while you're thinking of a name, I'll I'll circle back to me. I'm playing the documentary filmmaker who also does not have a name yet. Uh, <laughs> so while I'm thinking on that, Angela, do you want to give us a quick overview of Hex um, and then we'll just kind of jump into the story? Absolutely. So Hex is a system designed for pulp action role playing. It is a system that assumes that your characters are at at least competent in um, uh, one or two areas and uh, most likely are actually quite adventuresome and quite good at it. The system has a lot of things built into it to assist with that. For one thing, the dice rolling is pretty simple. It is a... Um, 
pass-fail system where you roll any combination of dice, really. I've seen people roll this with a handful of D4s, D6s, and D12s, and all you need to worry about is evens mean you scored one success, and an odd means that that was a fail. They don't cancel each other out. It's just, obviously, more successes is good, except on uh, an opposed roll, all you need is one success. So you get one success on your handful of dice, you're good. You get more successes, obviously it is better. Uh, and then if you're trying to punch somebody in the face, that is an opposed role. There are some, uh, some more mechanics to go into with that. Um, another thing that this system has to make you be awesome is it allows you to, in non-combat situations, take the average. And this is where I will set a difficulty for a role. Maybe this is a stealth role and it's a difficulty of two. If your character has a stealth of four, that means on average you would get two successes on a roll. So if you don't want to take the risk, if you are okay just saying like, nope, I'm all right here, we're good um, with the two successes, then you're going to uh, just take your average there and, uh, and you'll be all right, which I realized just contradicts what I was saying. I think I was mixing up systems. One success may not be enough. <laughs> <laughs> Because then you wouldn't need the average. Um, so yes, what I just said is more correct than what I said earlier. <laughs> um, so this is uh, for those situations where, no, I am a super stealthy character. I am a super diplomatic character. So in an average situation, I shouldn't have to, to roll for it. This is uh, you know when Indiana Jones is um, trying to uh, just enter the Temple of Doom. He's okay. But then if he's actually based off with the natives, that's when he has to actually start rolling because there's more uncertainty there. And the final thing that this system does to help you be awesome is it has these style points. It has a benefits economy like fate does in a lot of ways. Um, and you all have a quick reference guide that runs through exactly what style points allow you to do. But basically, it allows you to add extra dice to your roll. Or the most fun is you use it to... Um, to make the story go your way. It's the, of course I have this uh, very important tool in my backpack. Why would I have left home without it? Um, like, yes, why would you have left home without it? So pay me a style point to make sure you did not. Um, obviously, since we're virtual, uh, I cannot just pass out um, Benny's to you. So it's probably helpful to have a pen and paper, make some tick marks on it for yourself. Uh, and we'll just go on the honor system that you guys aren't uh, making up style points. <laughs> and you receive style points um, in a couple of ways. Uh, you have some notes on your character sheets um, for a motivation. Um, this is what drives your character. And so if you uh, fulfill your motivation in some way, that earns you a style point. You also all have flaws. If your flaw ever comes into play in a way that hurts you, you'll get a style point for that. And then great role playing is always a way to earn style points. And while I do have everybody's characters in front of me, I have copies of your character sheets, um, there's a lot to keep track of as a GM, as you all know. So please feel free to volunteer and say, hey, that thing I just did. I am a, a thrill seeker, the big game hunter. I just did something really stupid just for the, the adrenaline rush of it. I deserve a style point. And most likely I will agree and you will get your style point. Awesome. All right. So, uh, Michael, did you come up with a name for your local guide? I'm halfway there. Okay. Taylor, big game hunter. I do have a name. Excellent. It's a doozy of a name. Okay. Uh, it's Chadley Bronson. I like it. All right. And Chris, I know you said yours, but I didn't write it down the first time. 
Uh, Dr. Stefan Logan. All right. My character's name is Archibald. He goes by Archie. No last name. He's like Cher. <laughs> All right. So are we ready to dive in? Well, we still need Michael. At least oh, what, whatever, Michael. whatever half of the name you have. No, no. I have it now. I have it now. Okay. Uh, the local guide is Carrington Smythe. Mm. Very nice. Um, and I should uh, throw this out here as standard um, uh, GM note. Um, 1936 in real life, not a fun place for a lot of people. Um, but I don't want to bring up those traumas in role playing. So no overt sexism, no overt racism. Um, you know, we don't that's not fun for anybody to play or to listen to. Um, also, uh, even though we don't have a physical X card, um, please feel free at any time if I've hit some button of yours that uh, for whatever reason you don't want to address in a game, um, raise your hand, signal me in some way, and we will quickly rewind and keep going forward. Um, we discussed a little bit beforehand about language. We're gonna try to keep it relatively clean. Uh, again, think Indiana Jones sort of uh, levels. Um, but we're also not going to get into super graphic depictions of gore. Lots of bad guys fall off of cliffs when they run out of <laughs> hit points in, uh, in this system. Uh, things like that happen a lot. Um, There's a lot of pits. There's a lot yep. of pits and yeah. Rickety bridges all over the place. Um, infrastructure in the hollow earth, not the greatest, uh, not at the greatest state. Um, so, uh, you know, Death is a thing, it happens, but we're not going to get into the details of ripping out blood and guts. Michael, can I get your character name one more time? Yeah, it's Archibald. Or Archie. Was there a last name? Nope, he's like Cher. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And were there any questions before we dive in? I don't think so. I think we're ready to go. Okay. So this uh, group of players, this group of characters, I should say, um, you are all either members of or you've been hired by a secret society, the Foundation for Research and Enlightenment. And you all have been sent to the furthest reaches of, of Tibet uh, in order to in, uh, advance uh, the scientific knowledge of the human race. However, this is a very dangerous uh, trek for all of you. It is why you have people like our big game hunter, our Chadley, and our uh, local guide, Mr. Smythe, along with you, um, because this is not a place that is uh, great for human survival. In fact, you have been sent to a place that the locals only refer to as doom. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> And that is where we are going to jump in. Imagine this as the, the movie screen. Uh, it is a whiteout conditions on a barren mountaintop as a, a wild snowstorm has blown in. Uh, the title card pops up on the bottom right of the screen, Tibet 1936. And we see a band of intrepid adventurers trekking up a uh, just barren mountain face. Uh, who do you th who is in the the lead here? I would think the local guide would be guiding us locally. You've been volunteered, <laughs> gentlemen. I believe the opening is over the next rise. You said that three rises ago. <laughs> this might be the one. Now, Stefan, don't let your your cowardice get a hold of you. Over the next rise, 
we could see any sort of possibilities for adventure. Oh, let's just get there already. <laughs> Follow me, men! following you for six hours. Continue <laughs> to follow me, Ben! Uh, Chadley, will you give me a, uh, a perception roll? I would love to. How do I do that? So, under your secondary attributes, you yes. have uh, one of your stats is perception. Yep. Um, and so you're going to roll a number of die, dice equal to what your perception is. Not uh, so the highest number that I have. For you. Uh, so it's evens our successes, correct? Yes. I have one success. That is enough. Um, you have been on treks in wild places before. No place quite as, as intense as this. Um, you tend to prefer the tropics where you can hunt elephants and, and tigers and lions and bears, oh my. Um, but one thing that you do know is when humans have been in a very desolate place, and here and there, you see the, the remnants of other expeditions. Um, some of them have been on the macabre side of, of expeditions that have obviously not made it. Um, but more fresh uh, ones you're seeing, kind of just discarded equipment, um, which, you know, people will often do on treks where they're getting tired. So they'll just say, like, nope, I don't need this canteen anymore. Um, so you're seeing those that probably are from the last day or so. Hmm. Mr. Smythe, were there any other expeditions coming up set to go through these rises? No, there were not, Mr. Smythe. No! Not that I am aware of! Hmm. <laughs> we may want to prepare ourselves for company. Do so! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you mean by that, old chap. <laughs> uh... I think Chadley would pull out his Colt forty-five and look around menacingly. I, I say! <laughs> this is what I mean by that. And now is not the time! You could take it. The snow madness has gotten to him! Now is not the time for firearms, we must move forward! You'll start an avalanche, you fool! Mm. Is there a, another group that's <laughs> perhaps a, a rival to us that might be trying to get there before us? Uh, there's absolutely several possibilities. Um, there, the, uh, the 1930s were a time of many secret societies, some of which you know of, some of which you don't. Um, other possible groups to be in the area are, uh, Terra Arcanum, which is a British secret society, uh, that, uh, according to their theories, whether you believe in them or not, date back to the Knights Templar. Um, but perhaps more menacingly, there is also the Thule Society, which is the occult arm of Nazi Germany. Nazi. So um, <clears throat> Archie is going to sort of hang back just a little bit uh, and allow the, the three men to get in front of him. And we'll drop down and kind of, you know, frame up a good shot of these three men trudging in through the snow. Uh, and again, I'm just taking a mental map of, of what the film will look like in its completed stage. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's a great shot because you are a great director, um, but you don't have a lot to work with. You know, it's white snow, white sky, gray mountain, uh, not a lot of drama happening here. I have a feeling that might change soon enough. <laughs> this, is this is the, the preamble. 
Uh, and so I'm actually going to have um, everybody roll me a perception check at this point. Um, this is going to be a fairly difficult one. This is going to be a difficulty four perception check, um, which some of you technically cannot succeed at right now. Um, but you can spend style points if you would like to add dice to your roll. Um, you, uh, you all start with three style points. I am a generous GM. Fair, yes, yes, but generous. <laughs> oh, can we take the average on this? No, you can only take the average on skills. Ah, okay. Chadley is blinded momentarily as snow gets in his eyes and I don't roll a single success. <laughs> so I'm I'm lining up some shots and I'm I must turn and see something because I actually have five successes. Wow, excellent. I got four. Uh yep, uh Mr. Smythe rolled uh, four twos, so. Excellent. All right. So, yeah, um, the big game hunter, he is blinded by his own confidence that he knows exactly what is going on in this situation. Uh, and our, our five successes, uh, Archie, uh, is going to be the first one to see as you uh, you pan up. And so the group has been, you know, you're heading over the, the next rise, the next rise over and over is what Mr. Smythe has been saying. Um, and as you are panning up this rise, you in fact see that avalanche coming that you warned uh, uh, Chadley about. Darn my <laughs> uh, premonitions. And uh, Professor and um, uh, Mr. Smythe, uh, you uh, just a moment later, you immediately recognize the signs of an avalanche coming. Smythe, I say good so. What shall we do? Huddle together, sir. Huddle together. That sounds like a terrible idea. But I says with, with with trying to exude as much confidence as he possibly can, but he's one hundred percent lying. He has no idea what to do for an avalanche. <laughs> Gentlemen, perhaps we should look for a cave. Well, I thought that's what we've been doing this entire that's, time. That's over the next rise. <laughs> we may not make it. <laughs> Yes, Perhaps your options are essentially to stay where you are. Huddling together isn't the the worst idea. You can either you're either hoping to kind of protect your heads from the avalanche, or maybe you're far enough back that it won't uh, uh, hit you. Or you could try to run full speed through this pass, trying to beat the avalanche. Oh boy, I love being a thrill seeker. <laughs> Smythe, Smythe is going to use his motivation to escape. To GTFO. <laughs> so, Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Run! Yes, we should run to the cave. Forget what I said, run! <laughs> I already have good sir! Let's run! Uh, Smythe Archie, and... Archie goes boiling past me. <laughs> Smythe and Chadley, uh, as people with uh, motivations or flaws um, directing them to... GTFO, as we have said. Um, each of you take a style point because you are absolutely fulfilling those things. And uh, Chadley, this is a flaw of yours, so you didn't even wait for the plan. Nope. <laughs> I'm already going. <laughs> yeah, you're like, see you guys. <laughs> I've, well, got a, I've got an avalanche to beat. <laughs> well, I, I still don't think that I know about the avalanche, so I'm just I'm hearing them saying, should we run? And I'm like, of course we should. <laughs> Nice. And so you do. So Chadley takes off first. Mr. Smythe is next. Uh, Professor and uh, and Archie, do you also take off? Oh yes. Oh yes, for sure. Mostly because I don't want to be left alone. 
All right, so this is going to be an athletics role. This is going to be difficulty three. Okay, so again, for the rules clarification, my athletics is a three plus strength equals three, and then in brackets it says one plus. Yes, so um, that is a case where, uh, actually, I think I did your math wrong. Your um, athletics should be a four, actually, because you have a strength of one. So, but in cases where you have an odd number, like um, Chadley, you have a two plus on your athletic skill uh, as your average. So what that means is in cases where you want to take the average, um, you can roll one die. And if it is a success, then you have an average of three. And if it's a fail, then you have an average of two for this, for this roll. It changes every single roll. It's basically okay. to see, is luck with you at this point? Okay, so so looking back at mine, I should just roll four then. Yes. And then I don't have the plus one. Right. Okay. Right. okay. I'm going to spend the style point I just earned <laughs> to give myself an extra die. All right. All right. And then I'm trying, what was the difficulty of this? I said three, I believe. Three, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll spend a point as well. Just, uh, you know, I don't want to die this early. So the good doctor. <laughs> nice. I'm using my Akatacon dice. They always roll well. You, you say that, Michael. I do say that. <laughs> Three successes. And if they don't roll well, that's your fault, not the dice. <laughs> All right, so what do we have? I got five for five. I'm good. Wow. Okay. Wow, I didn't expect the documentary filmmaker <laughs> to be so athletic. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I'm lugging equipment all the time. I'm, I'm, there's no there's no reason. I just got lucky. Fear, fear is a fantastic motive. <laughs> there you go. I don't want to die alone. So I would rather die as a group. So I'm with the group. All right. Uh, did anybody not get three successes? Uh, the good doctor dropped his backpack with his books in it and had to go back and get them. <laughs> oh, you absolutely did. You did. You uh, uh, you were told, don't bring these many books what what on earth is this going to how useful is this going to be in this search um but no you knew better you knew better oh, and you're not absolutely. going to leave them behind nope. so the uh uh the party runs into this uh uh chasm between uh the the peaks as the the rumble of the snow is uh is coming down on you uh your footing is very uh difficult to to maintain uh, as the ground begins to shake but uh archie and mr Smythe, you are able to through luck or skill you make it through however i five old chap <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm tom <laughs> Uh, however, uh, uh, the professor, you, a couple of things fall out of your bag and you stop. And, uh, as you are, are stopping, um, uh, Chadley, you were just, again, running blind and you run smack into the professor and both of you fall to the ground. Ah, why have you stopped? <laughs> I dropped my books. Archibald, sir, we seem to be missing someone. <laughs> Or two, I say. The snow is is coming. Uh, the uh, uh, Art, uh, Chadley and Professor, you can make another athletics roll to see if you can get out. This is going to be a difficulty uh, for this time. 
Could I Could spend I? a style point to assist? You do not have to spend a style oh. point to assist. What you can do is, uh, let's see, let me make sure that you, yeah, you've got an athletics of four or higher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So if you have a score, uh, a rank, a a rank of four or higher in a skill, you can assist somebody and give them a plus two to their role. So in this case, uh, Mr. Smythe will run back and assist. You can assist one of them. Okay. Do we have like like provisions? I mean, do we have like backpacks with like stuff on them or in them? Yes. Yes. You are a you are well prepared for this journey, as well prepared as somebody can be. So ropes, pickaxes, um, lanterns, matches. You have kind of jet. General adventuring gear. Okay. Whatever would be in an explorer's or adventurer's pack, you have that. All right. So I want to take um, take my pack. Uh, there's rope already attached to it. Basically, I'm going to try to throw my pack down so it's like wedged behind a rock. And then with the rope, I'm going to run out to them just in case we get caught. Perhaps we can hold on to the rope. Worst case scenario. All right. So, uh, Chadley and Professor, you are going to, uh, you're both being assisted. Uh, so you are going to roll your athletics uh, skill, and you get to add two dice because you are each being assisted. In this game, um, bonuses and penalties are adding more or subtracting dice rather than nebulous numbers. All right. Uh, I think Chadley is going to look around and see the professor's desperation and say, you're as foolish as you are handsome. You should never have brought these books along with you and start like helping him pick them up into his bag as the two are like running over hogwash these books will be important you will see and then rolling <laughs> uh-oh seeing sad faces so one of the books is very solidly wedged in between two rocks <laughs> and, the, and the professor is just pulling as hard as he can he is not going to let that book go He's not at all. Very stubborn. He's going to keep on trying to get that book out. Chadley, how did you do? Don't. <laughs> Worse than the professor, it looks like. Nah, all I right. rolled six dice. <laughs> so did I. You would think one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you guys need to switch out your dice, and we're barely for 10 minutes into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the party has, in <laughs> fact, against all odds, huddled together. <laughs> It's the original plan called for as a mountaintop's worth of snow barrels down upon you. Chadley. I would love to spend a style point because one of the things is that we can say that we uh, ensure that you have a particular piece of gear or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And I also have a talent, which is Iron Jaw, which is you are exceptionally sturdy and solid. You're hard to daze and can take quite a beating before losing consciousness. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to say that I have some sort of like storm jacket on at this point. Um, and I throw it over all four of us and then put my back against the impending wall of snow. You do not have to spend a style point for that. That is absolutely something uh, that that you can uh, can do, especially because this is the, the prelude has been uh, alluded to. Uh, and so... Spoiler alert, nobody's going to die at the moment. Uh, as Phew. you are, the, the screen goes white as the entire party is blanketed in snow, with Chadley very bravely protect, doing his best to protect the party. So all of you lose consciousness for a, a, a minute or two uh, as you are just surrounded um, by, by this, 
this heavy, dense snow of the Himalayan mountains. Uh, and you all begin to uh, come to, let me see, who's going to wake up first? Uh, Chadley, I think you've got the best body rating here. That means you are the hardiest person. Um, so you've kind of fallen on top of the rest of the, um, the party here as you were uh, attempting to uh, protect them. Um, and you kind of blink your eyes and um, you realize that the through um, luck and just kind of the structure of, of snow at this, um, this level, um, by putting your jacket out as you did, um, the snow kind of created almost an igloo type situation for you. So there's, it's very, very tight. You can kind of like wriggle your shoulders a little bit. There's not really room to move but you can move your head a little bit. And so you are the first to, uh, to come to as you see uh, the rest of your party uh, unconscious around you. Can I tell which way is up and down? Or am I just kind of like disoriented you can, generally? Uh, you can make a survival roll to tell that. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a difficulty three. So um, you can actually roll one dice to take your average. See if you ha uh, get an average of three for this. I'm going to do that since rolling a bunch of dice <laughs> has served me poorly. Maybe you'll have better luck with just one. Yeah. Got some good news, <laughs> which is that I've rolled my first success. Yay! <laughs> so, yes, you, uh, you take a moment and you are able to orient yourself. You know roughly which way is, is up and, and down and you know east-west. Well, chaps, wasn't that exhilarating? Um, <laughs> I suppose we should dig ourselves out now. Can anyone reach my machete? <laughs> and the rest of the party starts waking up as you hear <laughs> Chadley blathering up. Gentlemen, I had the strangest dream. Describe <laughs> it to me in great detail. <laughs> Just do tell. There were these sheep. Lots and lots of sheep. You know, I'll tell it later. <laughs> All right. Um, nobody can reach your uh, your machete, Chadley. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, however, there is a rope that was tied to a bag that can at least gives you a direction. You know, um, so Chadley, not only do you have your your up and down oriented, but with the rope, you know which way that you want it to go. Mm. I'd like to start shimmying myself, try and loosen up the snow that we have. All right. Uh, this is going to be another survival roll for you. And uh, I will note that our local guide, he should have some survival and can assist with this. Yes, he I can. I certainly do. So let's see. You both have an equal amount of survival. So um, generally, it's whoever has the highest um, rating would be the one to roll it. Um, but since you're equal, you can decide. Uh, maybe Mr. Smythe wants to make the roll because he's had better luck <laughs> with the roll so far. Bronson, let me assist. <laughs> you seem more at home in this environment than I, Mr. Yes, Smythe. Yes, yes. Yes, very much so. I have come here to... to escape the modern world and i've done so in a very grand way <laughs> so you get an additional two dice to this roll okay that's gonna give me seven let's see here hello 12 cider two three i got three successes 
All right. We'll say that it's it's difficult going and it takes you a, a fair amount of time. There's a lot of uh, kind of two steps forward, one step back as you dig a little bit and then it starts to uh, collapse on you. Um, I'm going to need everybody to give me a body roll um, to see how you're standing up to the cold. And now body is one of your primary attributes. And um, to do a an attribute roll like this, you actually double what your rating is. So. Chadley, your character sheet is on top here. You have an, a body of three, so you would roll six dice for this. Nice. I, get I this would point. like to add a style point for arbitrary reasons. That's all the reason you need. Mr. Smythe got one success. Huh. One success for the Archie. Professor got two successes. Oof. Oh, no, actually two. Sorry. The Acaticon logo counts as a six. It does. It does. Yes. So I got two successes. As Mr. Okay. Chadley. So I think Chadley, as they extricate themselves, Chadley goes, mm, as all this activity has built up my heat. And he takes off his jacket, oh, exposing no. <laughs> his glistening chest, awash with body hair that is frosting up in the snow because he got seven successes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sure that this is like the first step of hypothermia. <laughs> Man, put, put those away, you'll catch cold. I think we'll get like a, a shot as like the lens flare crosses over and you see like the steam rising up from him. He's doing fine. He's great. I'm now imagining Chadley as Gaston. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> uh, I'm actually seeing... Um... Ah, crap. The the first Fantastic Four movie when Chris Evans was Johnny Storm and he, remember he, he creates like a hot tub in the snow and he's like naked. Oh, <laughs> that's a reason that I need to go watch the first Fantastic Four. Bye, guys. <laughs> that, Honestly. <laughs> Chris Evans is the only good thing about that movie. Um, I say, good chap, have you been addled in the brain? Why are you taking your clothes off? It's balmy out here. <laughs> I'll look at the local guide. I believe he has captured some sort of ailment of the mind. Although, actually, um, uh, Mr. Smythe, as, as uh, you are hearing about addlements and ailments and balmy weather, um, you realize there's been a change in, as you, are, you, know, you emerge from uh, where you were uh, buried in the snow. Um, it's very subtle. Uh, Nobody else can sense it because they are not attuned to this area of the world as you are. Um, but there's, balmy isn't quite the right word, but it's it's gotten noticeably warmer, like maybe five degrees warmer. Do I think it's because of Chadley? <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, 50-50 shot. Dear Lord, good Chadley. man, are you... You may have uh, may have warmed the air around us. Uh, this is this is quite astonishing. This is quite a thing. <laughs> uh, let's see, um, Professor. Will you give me uh, an academics role? Actually, no, no. You don't need to make a role for this. You are you understand myths and legends, and um, you you re you remember uh, a legend of. Uh, that's native to this area, specifically the legend of Shangri-La. And you remember um, there's a, a story that is told um, that the entrance to Shangri-La, uh, first of all, it is, of course, a tropical paradise in the middle of the Himalayas. Um, but 
it the entrance only appears to people that are in danger. The professor comes out of the the snow, <clears throat> and he's got a book in his hand, and he, he looks at everybody. Gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs> that book that you were so intent on not losing. Yes. Gentlemen, I believe we have been gifted with the entrance to Shangri-La. I will look at the guide. Apparently, they both have been addled in the mind. No, no, it's a tropical paradise in this area. We just, here, here's a picture of it. I know you're good with pictures. I'll leave the words to me. Oh. Shangri-La, you say? Yes. So mm. we just, we need to find this first. We cannot let the other group find it. The locals have the spoken f- of this many yes. times. And many people have searched for it. Usually they have been drinking a lot of fermented goat milk, though. As you say that, the professor's putting a flask away. I do not know what you're talking about. Uh, everybody give me a perception roll. Boy, I'm sure good at this. <laughs> you're good at lots of other things, so don't yeah. complain. <laughs> so I, I, I need two successes on this. I get the feeling that Chadley's like one of those people where like, he does something and everyone just goes, you I'm glad that you're pretty. <laughs> it's it's Smythe. so nice, so nice when you contribute like that. Good job. Smythe is uh, is quite taken by the thought of fermented goat milk and is not paying attention. <laughs> did anybody get two successes? I did. Uh, the, the professor did too. Okay, uh, the professor and Archie. Um, Archie, you've got your your camera out. You were looking at the the, the illustration of of Shangri La, and uh, in fact, uh, what you see is uh, in in the book is it looks like an illustration of a sheer mountain face, and uh, where there might normally be some kind of cave entrance, um, there is uh, some sort of portal. Out of character, think city on the edge of forever, uh, and the the portal there, where um, just in the middle, just in, in an opening in this sheer rock face, there's an illustration of tropical trees and, and um, t- you know, balmy skies, blue skies and clouds. Um, and then as you pan away, still looking through your viewfinder from the, the book, um, you see in the, the snow, again, the, the snow, this avalanche snow that had fallen, um, you see footsteps that are leading uh, in the direction that you were, were traveling. They're obviously not your group's footsteps. My word, how long were we out, gentlemen? No one's quite sure. It could have been, I'm pretty sure it was only a couple of minutes, but you lost track of time as you were digging out. My timepiece seems to have cracked and, and stopped working. Judging by the sun's rays, not long. It's been long enough for some other group to have supplanted us. It's clearly not sunny. <laughs> no. And Chadley, when you take a when the the footsteps are are pointed out to you, um, you are a, you have a specialty in tracking, so you can see that these are very fresh. You know, no snow has fallen in them. Um, maybe five minutes ago is when they were made. Gentlemen, these footsteps are pretty recent. Um, are the, are they warm to made. the touch? <laughs> mm, let's see. Uh, I would love to make a survival tracking roll to see if they are warm to the touch. They are not warm to the touch. They're not warm to the touch. <laughs> then they can't be too recent. <laughs> Good point. Uh, we should still try to follow them. Maybe our expediency could uh, could catch up with these hooligans who are seeking to get this Shangri-La uh, before us. Then let us away. 
it looks like there's about five sets of, of footprints. They were obviously walking single file, trying to uh, disguise their numbers, much like sand people. Um, but they were, uh, you, you know enough, you, you're thinking four or five people are coming through, or did come through. Chadley's going to pull his gun out, like, guess it's time to start another avalanche. <laughs> uh, put, your, put your shirt back on. <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. Yeah, put your shirt back on. Gentlemen, let it, let's follow the rope that uh, our good friend Archibald left for us and get into the cave. Too clever by half, I do say, if I do say myself. Oh, and you do. I have and will, again. <laughs> so you're able to, you pull yourself along by the uh, the rope. You get back to the outcropping where you had lodged your bag, Archie, and you're able to um, <clears throat> uh, retrieve it. Although when you pick it up, um, you realize that somebody has rifled through it. My word. Hilford. Uh, I'll go. Th- is there anything in particular missing? Um, you are, uh, you had some, um, let's see, probably about half of your equipment is gone, including some of the extra film canisters. <gasps> um, you think it was all, actually, let's see. We're going to see whether it was developed or like film that you'd already recorded. Uh, if this is a failure, that means that it was film that was already recorded. If it's a success, that means that it was unused film. Sure. That's a failure. So some of the uh, the film that you've already taken of your trek up the mountain has been stolen. Oh, I am riled up now. I will be in a huff this entire time. <laughs> what and appears to be missing? Some of my film, the 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 shots, the establishing shots, the B-roll, as it is known in the, in the business. Uh, I, I've, I've been taking for days. It's okay. My journals are safe. So we have a, rec- a written recording of our trip. I'm a visual man. Besides, man, what good are images and, and stills and moving pictures when we're out here living it the real thing? Well, I'm sure we could recreate it on the way out. <sighs> But there's a there's a spontaneity that comes to when it's fresh and trying to recreate. There's always a it just doesn't feel right. Just walk backwards down the mountain. You'll be fine. <laughs> how we, about we, we how about we track down these hooligans and not retrieve my property? Let I, me see what we can do about that. And uh, I think I'd like to try and make a survival check to see if I can find their tracks. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely from the see- bag. Oh, for, yeah. All right. So make, give me a survival roll. Oh. We're going to say this is a difficulty two. Okay. So actually. They appear to have brushed their tracks away with some kind of instrument or object. I, I see nothing leading us in a particular direction. Hmm. I could take a better look. My my days in the, the Himalayan mountains, I've I've spent here before hunting game. And I know certain animals have fur that hangs down to cover up their tracks, but there are ways to look. These aren't rhinos, good sir. Uh, I, believe I knew that. Talking, I believe you're thinking of a yeti. Mm. Both, both impressive animals who I've wrestled to the ground on many occasions with my sheer muscles. Um, I have four successes to track these hooligans. <laughs> And uh, you do see that the, uh, y- you definitely agree with uh, Mr. Smythe's uh, observation that they were trying to cover their 
their tracks, but you are able to uh, pick it back up and charge off, if you wish, into the uh, deeper, into the mountains to try to uh, catch up with them. I feel like every time you say, if you wish, it's like a dare, because <laughs> that thrill seeker. I'm trying, like... I'm trying to balance. It's like, all right, there's obviously some things you should do so the, that the story moves forward, but I don't want to play your characters forward. <laughs> Chadley make... sees them and just, I mean, let's go! Could I make an investigation roll to determine who it is? You absolutely may. Uh, two successes? Uh, you can tell that they are, uh, people that are well prepared. You know, they, those are obviously heavy snow boots. Um, they do seem to be, um, the, the tracks are, are deep enough. You can tell they're kind of weighed down, but you can't tell anything more specific than that just from boot prints. Okay. They're not goose stepping? <laughs> not with two successes, they're not. <laughs> okay. What, gentlemen? They look like they're heavily weighed down. This gives us the opportunity to catch up with them. We then, must move quickly. Then let us away. Very good. Yes, let's. And look around for Chadley, only to yeah. see him already booking it. <laughs> <laughs> Chadley, put, put your shirt back on, please. I'll... Never. <laughs> I'll carry it for him. <laughs> It's very nice of you to volunteer. Uh, Chadley, take a style point. because Chadley and, and Mr. Smythe, because this running commentary on Chadley's <laughs> uh, state of dress is amusing to me. <laughs> and do. And again, you're a wonderful GM. <laughs> <laughs> you, only, you only get one style point at a time, so I appreciate the compliment. I <laughs> uh, was sincere. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. And uh, Chadley, of course, takes the lead again uh, as you charge off in the direction of these uh, heavily laden um, boot prints. And uh, uh, Mr. Smythe, your words were, again, prophetic because just over the next rise, and you were only a minute or two away, um, you you see, you finally see the people that you are, are, are following. You, uh, there's still a couple uh several meters away so you can't get a, a very clear look at them especially with the snow beginning to pick up again um but you do see a group of of five heavily laden explorers um all wearing um uh, matching uh dark clothes uh definitely um moving in sort of a military precision and um they are running as as fast as they can um towards an opening in the middle of the uh, of this expanse, um, and as you uh, all kind of get to the top of this rise, uh, you can see uh, very much like the illustration in the professor's book. It's this, this just in the middle of of the air. Um, there's a, a large portal. It's probably about six feet in diameter. It, it shimmers around the edge as if it were very hot. You know, kind of the mirage that you see on a, a hot day as uh, the, the kind of heat shimmer. Um, and through this portal, you see just a shocking amount of color. For days, you've been climbing in this barren mountain environment. Um, and through this, this portal, you see blue skies, you see green trees, you hear the cawing of tropical birds, uh, and you immediately feel a blast of tropical heat uh, in the middle of this, this mountain. I, uh, 
Archibald will will you know be stunned for for a moment, looking at that, uh, his mouth agape, and I'm just going to pop the side of my camera open and just let the film that's in there come out, uh, put in new film and and exclaim, "I've been living in a palette of grays, and finally the world before me is alive. I must film this." That's brilliant. Take a take a, a style <sighs> point, sir. I suggest calling it Panacolor. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. Professor and Chadley, is there anything you wish to do with this uh, this portal and these these people in front of you? Uh, Chadley would love to yell, "What ho! Have you filmed that is stolen?" And as, as you, uh, you you shout after them, and um, the last person in line um, looks over their shoulder at you. Uh, and they um, have a heavy hat on and goggles so you can't see their facial expression. Um, but they turn around to look at you and then turn back to their group and you hear um, indistinct yelling uh, and they begin to run even faster. And as they are, are running, um, you also notice that the portal is beginning very slowly to shrink. Fellows, these may be the thieves, something is telling me. Get to the portal. Run, run! Gentlemen, after after you. I'm I'm already running and filming. <laughs> we begin running. Unfortunately, we don't have steady cams yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the the group runs forward, and uh, everybody give uh, give me an athletics check. Uh, so long as you get one success, you will be okay here. This is more just to see um, people with more more successes are going to get there first. There's three successes for Mr. Smythe. Mr. Smythe and Archie, both at three. That's four for Chadley. Makes sense. The, the professor comes up on the rear holding a flask in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> you, that, that fermented goat's milk is, is great. Uh, Chadley, you are, are the, the first one to, uh, to run forward. Uh, and you are you're calling after the, the thieves or that you suspect uh, as you're running forward. Um, and you uh, leap into the, the portal after them. You, there's only a, a couple of feet now at this point between you and the last person in the party. Oh boy. I sure love guns. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I pull mine out and I yell, return what was stolen. And we will still just booking it like full speed. Absolutely. As soon as you jump through the portal, it is you, you were beginning to feel the um, the heat when you were uh, approaching. Um, and when you, you jump through, it is, again, like night and day. Um, it's so, you know, very warm um, compared to especially compared to where you uh, you just were. Um, the smells are the scents are overwhelming. Tropical flowers. Uh, you smell fresh water. Uh, just this this burst of life. Again, the the, the, the uh, Archie was was very uh, poignant when he pointed out it's like the world had been gray and now now you've gone to Oz. Mm. That's what this this is like. This is like Dorothy opening the door to Oz. Uh, so, um, Mr. Smythe and Archie, you are the next through uh, the portal. Again, it is beginning to to shrink smaller and smaller. Uh, and uh, our professor, it is ju- it's about the size of a manhole cover by the time you get up there. Uh, and you dive through. Um, 
did, how, did, did you get successes or? I had one. Okay, you got one success. <laughs> so you get to keep all of your gear. So I'm, I'm. I'm filming the portal as it's closing and I'm sort of moving around it. I assume it's one of those things where like it doesn't exist on the backside. Right. So right. I'm, I'm kind of just going back and forth. And so Actually, I'll. Like, no matter where you turn. Um, it still leads back into the Himalayas. Okay, so it's like those three-dimensional holes in space and time? Yep. Okay, so I'm I'm filming that and, sh and like trying to show the audience so I'm going up and down and around. And so I would have a great image of the professor running and diving. To probably, you might actually take me out because I might be so engrossed in filming that I'm just doing this. It's an action shot, absolutely. And the professor just dives right on you. He is ready for his <laughs> close-up. Mr. Smythe continues running after Chadley and exclaims loudly, Chadley, Chadley, the sun's out and your gun is out. <laughs> now right. who's the dummy for being shirtless? <laughs> uh, Chadley, you Smythe, have your... Smythe starts trying to take his shirt off and it's, a, it's an absolute mess. He's obviously not cut out for this. Well, and as you're trying to run, which is totally dangerous. <laughs> And as you uh, all came out of the uh, uh, the mountain, you know, you'd been on this this very rough, icy, mountainous terrain, um, and uh, immediately you're on kind of a, a soft forest uh, type, you know, plains, um, uh, grasslands. Um, Chadley, you announced you had your, your gun out. Do you intend to use it? Oh boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> so that means we are going to roll initiative for everybody. Uh, initiative is another one of your secondary attributes, so take the number of dice that you have and uh, and roll it. I'm going to pop a style point in here. So again, secondary, we don't double, we just roll whatever it says. Correct. Okay. Oh boy, that's good. Ouch. <laughs> so this 50% this seems really swingy. <laughs> <laughs> So I have one. Four for Mr. Smythe. Four also for Chadley. Uh, the professor got three. I did not bring a pen and paper back into the room I was in, so taking notes on my phone. Nice. And let's see what the group does. Oof. Bad guys Ooh. go at one, guys. You got lucky. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, since Chadley is the one that has his uh, gun out, even though he and Smythe had the same initiative, I'm going to have Chadley go first. Uh, and I assume you are going to, to shoot with your, your pistol? Yep. Uh, I'm going for a leg shot. I'm not going to, you know, try and be too mean. All right. Uh, yeah, you don't want to kill the guy. You just want him to bleed out and die slowly over the course of a couple days. Look, we said we were going to keep this PG, Michael. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. No, I'm I'm sure there's a natural remedy in this lush forest, some sort of moss or, or flower petal we can use to stop, from, you know, infection from building up. Uh, so, uh, Chadley, at the bottom of your character sheet, I've calculated out what your combat roles are. So yeah. for a, um, the way that, uh, uh, this works just to give an, uh, an overview is you take your skill, in this case, firearms, and you add your damage to the roll. So this is, um, one roll, you're, um, rolling opposed versus, um, your opponent's defense. And basically, however many successes you get over their defense, 
that's how much damage they're going to take. However, okay. since you have indicated that you specifically want to aim for a leg, I'm going to take away two of your dice because this is a more difficult roll than just trying to hit them. Fair. You still have a lot of dice, though. I'm going to add a style point and just describe the, the way that the sun glints, like camera swing back from like Chadley's back down the barrel of the gun as the oh, sun yeah. like shines off of it. Um, and that's actually me. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> um, and then as he pulls the trigger, the camera will like follow the bullet. Absolutely. Um, we'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> Seven successes. Excellent. Um, and this is uh, the one time where we can take average in combat is I'm going to take it for the NPC's defense, again, just to keep things faster. Um, so you have to hit a target of three as a, an average of their defense. Um, so yeah, you hit them, uh, you, uh, the last person in the party, um, you hit them in the leg, ah, and they fall to the ground. Uh, the, and the, um, the rest of the You've now definitely gotten the attention of the four other people uh, that were running ahead of you, and they're all going to uh, stop, and they're beginning to pull out weapons as well. Did that cry of pain sound, you know, German to me? <laughs> Almost as if like it came from a man. It sounded like a cry of pain. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, but it was a, a feminine cry of pain. Oh. Ah. So, way to go, Chad. You shot a girl. Equality! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you always shoot the lady first. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely what yeah, that, about. That's what, exactly. Polite. <laughs> Mr. Smythe, what do you do? Uh, Mr. Smythe, I'm going to burn a style point here to do something kind of cool. Um, Mr. Smythe, in wrestling to get his shirt off, um, manages to kind of kick himself into the air as the shirt comes off, and there is a very... <laughs> A very detailed, like a uh, uh, Asian Tai Chi style tattoo across his back and down the backs of his arms. Oh! Uh, and he's going to turn this jump into a flying kick into the group <laughs> yep. using his Tai Chi Chuan. Yeah, so. And so to roll that, uh, that is going to be the uh, the kick roll. So you're rolling a total of six dice. All right. <laughs> Are you aiming for one particular person? You just kind of want to scatter the group. I'm trying to scatter the group. Okay. Five successes. Excellent. Yes, absolutely. You uh, uh, come down in the middle of the group. Uh, how do you uh, do? You want to describe that? So the the kick uh, action is it's more for style than anything else because when he lands, he he kind of lands in that kind of super heroic pose where the knee down, like the fist pounds the ground, and there's a little a, a little shock wave from the fist hitting the ground. Three point superhero pose. Yeah, and the group gets the group gets pushed apart. So now Mr. Smythe is standing in the middle of a group of probably armed people. <laughs> Not the brightest choice, but it looked but it good. it looked damn good. Uh, and Mr. Smythe, um, when you get into the, uh, the center of the group, um, you do not recognize the symbol because you have been uh, um, away from the civilized world for uh, a while. Um, 
but so that everybody else knows. Um, you see on the armbands of these uh, these people that you are in the center of, um, they have a, uh, a swastika with a dagger through the center of it. Uh, and okay. now, uh, Professor. Uh, so we know it's the Thule Society, correct? Uh, once you get close enough, yes, you will know okay. that is the symbol of the Thule Society. Uh, the professor walks up to the, the first guy that's standing next to the woman that got shot. Mm-hmm. And calls the police. <laughs> <laughs> and fire department. It's New York City. You got to deal with it. <laughs> what are these strange noises in the cavern? <laughs> Must be birds of some exotic nature. <laughs> Uh, the professor just looks at him and says, uh, Dear chap, why don't you help your friend there? And as soon as he looks away, he just goes to punch him. Ah, which is a dirty trick. You have a specialty <laughs> in that. Uh, I love it. Cheers so, on yeah. Yeah. So that's two successes? Which doesn't beat his defense of three. Um, so this is a case where your fist connects. This is a, a square-jawed, uh, you know, picture-perfect Aryan sort of representative, and your fist connects with his jaw, and his head doesn't move. Ooh. Well, gentlemen, this one's for you. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize, but we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at vrpgacademy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.